Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, September the 27th. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about impeachment and the Arkansas Congressional Delegation, state's plan for the Little Rock School District, and the coming return of private prisons in Arkansas. I'm joined, as usual, by Max Brantley. Good afternoon. So, uh, sorry we've been gone. We've had some technical hiccups. I think we've resolved them, and uh, we'll be with you more frequently. Well, let's start out by talking about what everybody's talking about, and that's Ukraine and impeachment and maybe what people are talking about less, but what we've paid some attention to, and that's how Arkansas's congressional leaders are responding. Well, the big picture is, is it's pretty clear by his own admission that uh, Donald Trump more or less uh, ran an extortion racket on Ukraine. Pretty much made it clear if they wanted money from the United States government, they better go after Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden for dirt from Hunter Biden's past business in Ukraine. Uh, They choose to put this in a different fashion. They try and turn the tables and say, oh, it's the real scandals, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, although that's been thoroughly investigated and found to be not much. a whistleblower has come forward. They've produced some documents he produced, and the Trump people are trying to say, oh, it's all hearsay, which is admissible in court, by the way, and in certain when you find somebody to corroborate it, which Trump has corroborated key points of it. Indeed, these things happen pretty much exactly as the whistleblower said they did. Well, uh, this essentially becomes, as all impeachment things do, uh, a political matter. I mean, it's ultimately impeachments are political because the House impeaches and the Senate's got to vote by two-thirds to convict. And that's a political, that's a political thing. The, the whistleblower complaint supercharged the House Democrats. And I think they now have a majority who likely will vote for impeachment. There is a strong feeling that this is politically a bad idea. Trump himself reportedly thinks impeachment would help him get reelected, that people don't want impeachment, they don't want to be bothered by it. Bill Clinton had a positive bounce when he was impeached, so on and so forth. You know, I think it's too soon to say. Uh, The polls that have been done this week show that sentiment for impeachment is rising. For whatever reason, this Ukrainian story, I think, is easier to understand than Russian involvement in the election which was an impeachable offense, too, and Robert Mueller pretty well laid out a pathway to impeachment, but nobody picked up on it. Uh, And so I just don't know. I mean, maybe Trump's right. My own view is I've become solidly in favor of impeachment because the president's lawless. He thinks he can get away with anything. Uh, If some steps aren't taken to stop him, There'll be no end to it. I mean, it's it's really it's an out of control autocratic administration already, and whatever whatever breaks can be put on, I think they need need to, the the rule of law demands that they be put on. Uh, who knows? I mean, I just don't I just don't know what'll happen. Because now the the rest of our interest, of course, is is the Arkansas congressional delegation. Uh, all six of them. Uh, to varying degrees, have said almost nothing negative about Donald Trump. This is a red state that's presumed to be still for Trump. And Trump has become the Republican Party, and they don't want to cross him because he gets even with people who crosses him. Mitt Romney said some measured things saying this needs to be looked at, and Trump has just vilified him for doing so. So I think there's fear about that. Now, some of them, uh, I mean, even Rick Crawford has gone so far as to say everything Trump did 
was acceptable. And so uh, the only two I think who've said anything even moderately negative toward Trump or uh, Bruce Westerman and, and John Bozeman who said, well, some of this information might bear looking into. <laughs> you know, big, big deal. Uh, French Hill spent today talking about Syria and how bad things are for people in Syria, which is kind of ironic given that uh, they only accepted 18 Syrian refugees in the United States last year and, and uh, Donald Trump doesn't want to let any Syrian refugees in. So cry me a river, French Hill, for the Syrians when your president is set, and set a new historic low for refugee admissions in the U.S. for this year. Uh, Tom Cotton has been very strange. He has not been giving any comments on it, not issuing any social media on it. He went on his go-to guy's radio show, Hugh Hewitt, and just talked about what a crumb bum Hunter Biden was, an alcoholic who's dodging service on a paternity suit in, in, in Arkansas. Just a really strange performance. I, I almost wonder if he kind of hopes Trump will get uh, impeached and then maybe he can run for president. Who knows? In any event, in any event, it's uh, been a hall of shame for the Arkansas congressional delegation. Okay. Well, certainly more to come on that. At a surprise State Board of Education meeting a week ago, the board approved a framework for the future of the Little Rock School District. Under the plan, elections will be held in November 2020 for a non-person school board that quote, may operate under the direction and approval of the State Education Commissioner, that's Johnny Key now. The board under the plan would oversee, uh, the, the new school board, I should say, would oversee all schools with a letter grade of D or higher under the state accountability system. Schools with F rankings, which coincidentally are almost all located in areas of high minority and high poverty populations, would operate under different leadership. What that means, we don't know. A number of schools slated to be reconfigured. Um, that that uh, I don't know. It's half a dozen schools or so may again in quotes operate under the authority of the board, according to the framework, or presumably may not. There's so much wrong with this. I don't know where to begin. I suspect they'll come up with a plan to jigger the school district boundaries to try and prevent a reconstruction of another majority black school district uh, board. Uh, it's yet to be seen what what powers will be given the board, uh, certainly not to control a lot of the schools. Uh, but the worst and most offensive part is this thing of segmenting off schools in the poor part of town for state control. Uh, I, I believe firmly that this is a step toward private management of those schools. Uh, don't know that for sure, but, but I, I don't see what else. Anything else would be a logistical nightmare. Uh, Johnny Key says, oh, well, the, the school board would control the cafeteria and the buses. Well, thanks a lot. What this means is they want to section off some of these schools and get the, get the tax money and then run them like they want to. Of course, you also, I don't think, mentioned that, that they popped up with a surprise motion to decertify the Little Rock Teachers Union. This is all part of the big Walton Family Foundation funded Billionaire Boys Club, Walter Hussman, the Murphy Oil Fortune, all being put in place by Asa Hutchinson. The motions were made by his former education liaison to take over the school district. And number one is killing the teachers union. I mean, for all their lives, they've been blaming the woes of the Little Rock School District on the teachers union rather than the real root cause of low test scores, which is poor kids who don't perform well on standardized tests. 
uh, and it's it's been essentially a daily insult to teachers that somehow they're there to. I mean, the suggestion is if you're a union teacher, you're to blame for the problems in the Little Rock School District. Uh, we don't know really where all these plans, as they're now drawn up, well, they, the details still wait to be worked out. It's just hard to see how this isn't a logistical nightmare. I mean, who, who's going to get to decide what about these class two schools? The class three schools, are, gonna, are they going to really take these schools and accept them to be run with their current populations? Or are they going to become sort of quasi-charter schools where they can up the quality of the schools they're in charge of and dump the hard cases off yet to some other misbegotten place? I doubt that they're going to be transferring the kids from Baseline Elementary up to Roberts Elementary in, in White Northwest Little Rock. So I don't know. It's the, the great thing has been the public outcry. I mean, there really has been a broad, diverse outcry, not just from teachers' union, but from parents in the district and, and other supporters of the school district who say this is just wrong, and there's beginning to be some national attention for the resegregation of this school district. And that's precisely what it does. The, the defenders of this plan, like the Walton paid Gary Newton, the enemy of the Little Rock School District, says, oh, well, the charter schools are just as segregated as the public schools are because 81% of the total population are, are minority students. Segregation is also class segregation. And that's, that's really, it so happens that class and race tend to track pretty closely. But what this is really about is, is, you know, is, is creating a no power, no input part of town that, that is comprised of poor neighborhoods. It's, it's just, of course, the state of Arkansas has been pushing, has never given up pushing segregation. Even with 57, even with Brown versus Board of Education, even with nominal moves, they've just never given up. It's freedom of choice is, is, is what the old watchword for segregation is back. This is more of the same. This is just the way we want it. Whether, whether the outcry can produce any amelioration of this terrible plan, I just don't know. The governor uh, gave a news conference this week that was not supposed to be about the Little High School District, but it, it turned into that more or less. Um, it, was, it was a very typical uh, Asa Hutchinson press conference. Um, he, he, he clearly knew the issue. He, he did not stake too many um, decisive positions. He would not say whether he favored the removal of the LREA as a bargaining agent. But of course so, he does. <laughs> it, it's, it just has to be coming from him. Here's the deal. Asa Hutchinson picked Johnny Key. Asa Hutchinson controls the State Board of Education. To date, Asa Hutchinson hasn't done anything but education plays straight out of the Walton Family Foundation playbook. It doesn't take a genius to figure this out. The only ripple is, the only wrinkle is, is that Asa has, has done a pretty good job and has assiduously tried to depict a public image of himself as a moderate. He's not a moderate. He's never been a moderate. He's not a moderate on hardly any issue under the sun. But He's a moderate talker. He's a moderate talker, and he's a nice enough fellow. He, may, he doesn't seem ugly and mean like Donald Trump often does, or Gary Newton, to name another one, often does in there. I mean, he, he tries to be agreeable, but this, that's not what's going on here. There's a plan here, and it's, it's only, I think, I think the hope is, is that there's enough noise about it 
that perhaps he will say, you know, maybe we just can't move as far and as fast as the original plan called for. Uh, I think community reaction is really important. I think, you know, I had an interesting conversation this week with Frank Scott, the mayor, who I think is is a key player politically in this because, number one, he's a black mayor. He came up in the Little Rock schools. He's been very clear that his base is the black voters, and they're from the part of town. And there are a lot of black school teachers that are going to be directly affected in negative ways by this. And he came out in the campaign as a charter school supporter, and but also a Little Rock school supporter, he said. And he got the endorsement of one of the state's biggest charter school backers, Walter Hussman, the Democrat Gazette, as a result. And so now he's, I mean, he's in a ticklish spot. He said, well, I I'm absolutely support complete return of local control of the Little Rock School District. Well, but, th but he didn't want to say, I disapprove of what this framework vote was. He said, you know, I'm still negotiating. This isn't final. And, but I, I think at some point it's going to be hard to, to straddle on this one. It's going to be different, difficult. I talked to John Walker, the civil rights lawyer yesterday, who's been involved in Little Rock School District for years. He thinks in the end Frank Scott has to come down on the side of pure local control. We'll see, but I think he's important. But he's... Asa Hutchinson has cultivated Frank uh, Scott and has sent some money our way. And clearly, the, you know, Frank Scott got huge financial support from key Republicans. There's, there's, but he claims he's a Democrat, but there's a real symbiosis there between him and Republican leaders. I think they'd like to make inroads into the black vote. And so that's sort of an interesting situation to watch. Lots of moving parts. We will continue to stay on it. Finally, the State Corrections Board has approved, as expected, a 20-year contract with Drew and Bradley Counties, which will, in turn, contract with a private operator, most likely LaSalle Corrections, to operate a prison for up to 500 inmates. Well, I talked to some people a little bit more about this today, and it's kind of weird. Number one, although the proposed contract that the State Board of Corrections approved yesterday said that Drew and Bradley have a contract with LaSalle. Dinah Tyler, the spokesman of the correction, said, well, no, they're in the contract. That's wrong. That's going to have to be fixed. That's yet to be worked out. Here, here's the, well, number one, I'm an opponent of private prisons because we did this once before. They run on the cheap. They don't have accountability because they're not a public agency. Terrible things happen to prisoners who are in privately run prisons frequently, and I'm just not for them. But why is it, and local people in Drew and Bradley counties are asking this now, why, why does the state want to run this through the counties? Why doesn't the state just let them build a prison and contract directly between the state and LaSalle? What's, what's to be gained? You've got to believe whether it's shirking the responsibility, freeing some liability or whatever, the state wanting to run this through a couple of counties smells funny. And a lot of people down in Drew and Bradley County think it smells funny. And I think it smells funny. And so it, it's, in any event, there's still some local questions about whether the quorum court is going to move ahead with it. We'll see. Okay. Uh, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you have this week? Well, it's over, but surely you can see it on replay on, on uh, online. The country music, you know, another tour de force for the docu great documentarian, this one on country music. I haven't watched any of it yet. Well, you know, and it was funny. I read somebody who said he just couldn't stand another one of these Ken Burns deals, and they're kind of done in the same way. And, and 
I think one of the great things about it is ultimately, I think a lot of it, if you're a fan of country music at all, you say, well, now, God, that was an awful lot of emphasis on this person I never heard of. Although most of the time they would then end up saying, well, damn, I, I, I wish I'd had heard of them. They're, they're pretty interesting cases. Uh, and so there's a lot of it is sort of subjective on which stories they chose to tell. It is kind of funny that really they devoted only one episode to the last 20 years of country music, which is when the big money really came. I mean, that's when the huge money started coming in. Right. You know, and I, I have to say one of the things, a guy I only know a very little bit about, I'm embarrassed to admit, I have, I think, two of his songs or one of his songs on my iPod, uh, Garth Brooks. I mean, he's a, he's a deal. <laughs> I mean, excuse, I know everybody who knows country is laughing at me for saying that, but I saw that, that arena show where they flew him through the air on a, it, I mean, it's, it's uh, and he seemed like a pretty nice guy too. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to buy some Garth Brooks in any event. All right. Uh, I'm going to endorse the newish Amazon show Undone by the creators of Bojack Horseman, um, Raphael Bob Wasek, I think is the, the guy's name, and then Kate Purdy. I don't think you would like this show, but others out there might. It's, uh, it's, it's a rotoscoped show, which is the animation technique that they used in A Scanner Darkly and, and um, The Waking Life. Uh, where they they film it and then animators go over the uh, the the movie and and add animation to it and then sometimes add um, sort of special animated effects and that works really well for this because it's about um, uh, without spoiling it it's, it's it's about mental illness and family and grief and um, time travel maybe so there's some sort of far out stuff that happens in it and uh it it works well in in that in that rotoscoping thing and it, but it's very funny bob odenkirk is in it he's probably the most familiar actor um i thought, I thought it was really funny and and thoughtful and poignant and it's only eight episodes and the, most episodes are 30 minutes ish well, I, like so the, I like those you can go through yeah i like the, the bite size tv yeah. there should be more of that yeah well thanks for listening uh we'll we'll be back we'll be back <laughs>